Before we get started, this episode of the Food Grower Podcast is sponsored by Natural Grower. Natural Grower's award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed, and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in nitrogen, potash, phosphate, and other trace elements that plants and vegetables love. And it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society, and Biodynamic Association. The concentrated natural fertilizer can be poured around the base of plants, whilst the plant feed and soil conditioner can be mixed into the soil or used as a mulch on the surface as a long-term, slow-release fertilizer on all outdoor and indoor plants. Both Jack and I have been using the natural grower products this year and have seen amazing results, and we have a fantastic 15% off the entire natural grower range for you. Simply go to naturalgrower.co.uk and enter foodgrower15 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Direct Plants Limited, and specifically their amazing range of polytunnels. We use these strong and affordable tunnels on both Jack's Patch and Fanfield Farm, and we love them. Direct Plants manufacture the tunnels themselves so that you can buy your polytunnel direct from the manufacturer, and not just any manufacturer, but from growers too, so that they really understand what you need. These traditional high-quality polytunnels are available in a range of sizes to fit your growing needs, and they're manufactured here in the UK in Norfolk. We're delighted to bring you a brilliant 10% off the entire range at directplants.co.uk. Simply head over there and use the code FOODGROWER at checkout. That's FOODGROWER, all one word, no spaces, at directplants.co.uk. Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers. We hope that this podcast will inspire you to either start growing your own food or to help develop your existing food growing empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. And I'm Andy from Urban Herbs. This week on the Food Grower Podcast, I'm joined by an Instagram account, or I should say the person behind the Instagram account, that so many of you follow. And I personally have been loving the content that they've been putting out. So today we're actually joined by Steph from Homegrown Behaviors. Steph, how are you doing? I'm so excited. I'm really honoured to be asked, actually. It's it's really nice to come and chat. And obviously, we know each other in the real life. We've seen each other sort of outside these squares, which is always really nice to do. It's always a weird moment, isn't it, when you actually meet people from the online world in real life. Um, I think we met each other at, was it Gardener's World last year? Yes, that had been, is that nearly two years ago, a year ago, 18 months, something like that? Yeah, 18 months, I think. So it's really cool. And thank you so much for making the time to talk to us because um, we've been loving the content you've been putting out on Instagram. And I know that other people have as well. Um, for those people who aren't familiar with you, let's just let's just start at the beginning. So how did you get into this weird world of growing things? So, I mean, my love of growing things goes back to being kind of really little um, and in my great granddad's garden. Um, and kind of it's going over the years and then I kind of lost my way with gardening a bit and then I think it was in about 2015 um, I got my allotment and from there it's just kind of steamrolled into this looking at how I can feed my family looking at how I can share my knowledge with others and it's just kind of become I don't know just who I am I think it's just it's what I do now I don't I don't even notice the new bits coming in anymore because I think it's just part of 
part of every day. But yeah, so it's been it's been a, a wild ride since we got the allotment, definitely. Was there a moment back in what did you say 2015 where you decided, right, that's it, I'm gonna start growing things? Or did it was it a gradual I shouldn't say gradual slide, should I? But <laughs> Well, I mean no, because I feel like I went from I'm going to have an allotment to right we're going to be self-sufficient in about three minutes but um no so literally we were driving along the road and we saw a sign that said that they had allotment plots available um and we i said to mr h should we just go and have a look um and he was like yeah yeah let's go have a look and over the road we went and we went in and we got um shown around by this guy called john who took us to his shed and it had this little open fire in the shed, like, and it was just this incredible, like, just space that he took us into, this tiny little kind of eight by six shed with a fire in it and a little table, and he made us a cup of tea. And I just felt like that's where I want to be. I felt instantly this just relaxing kind of, this is the space I should be in. Um, and I just fell in love from that moment. And yeah, we took on a, a piece of square soil um and the rest as they say is is sort of well it's not really history it's there on instagram for everyone to see <laughs> and that's the thing with social media isn't it that everybody can go back and see the journey would you I, I can relate to so much of what you're what you're describing there so i guess in a way you found your happy place yeah 100 percent. i think i am probably my most authentic when i am covered in soil um <laughs> usually wearing like Mr. H's kind of jumper, wellies that are too big, with a cup of tea in hand, kind of hand on the hip, looking out over my over my space and just kind of thinking, oh, what's coming next, what's happening? And it's probably the most in the moment that I feel. Um, I think that's the thing with gardening for me is it, it stops me looking at everything else that's going on because in that moment I am just hands in the soil being part of it. And I think... Um, it's something you can't put a price on having access to. I'm incredibly aware of how privileged we are to have the space that we have access to and to be able to do, to spend the time there that I do. I just feel very, very privileged to have that. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody listening to this podcast will relate to that. Um, it's a huge, huge privilege, isn't it, to be part of. Um you mentioned that you sort of got into this back in 2015 and this is something that's come across through a lot of the chats we've been having on this podcast um, the growing kind of space if you like has changed a lot during the last oh wow seven years okay I, I always think it's 2020 still um would you say that it's changed since you've got into it yeah yeah I would say the kind of narrative around gardening is changing so um when I first started lots of people would have described me as being a bit weird a bit of a hippie um and I think that that phrase of oh I was at first I was young and hip and carefree and now I'm gardening um to me that was always synonymous I was young and hip I still am young and hip but I also garden um and I don't feel like it is something that we should continue to um push that it's an older person's game I think gardening is for everyone um and literally everyone there's nobody that's not welcome in the world of gardening because you yeah. can elbows out make your space get into that into that room so 
Um, I would say it's changing. I still think there's a long way to go in terms of making sure that access to gardening is equal, that we've got good sort of equity around kind of allotments being shared amongst communities and things like that. I think there's a long way to go, but I do think there's a change and there's a shift in kind of younger gardeners being kind of like hang on no this is my space too and it's not all about elasticated waist trousers and kind of who can grow the most perfect chrysanthemum it's that it's new and fresh and hopefully that's the way we're headed I think this is something that's coming out in all the chats that we're having on this podcast but in really really different ways and I think that one of the key changes that's happened is exactly what you described, that it's almost like the younger people who are getting into growing their own food and enjoying having an allotment, it's almost like they're no longer a tribute act to the older generation. They're not doing it in an ironic way, like, oh, how random am I? I'm growing food. It's like, no, 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 no. I just really, really like it. Mm. And you mentioned right at the beginning something which I just wanted to pick up on, that you mentioned about growing food for your family mm-hmm. and that's like a really kind of like primal thing isn't it like mm. actually providing for your family mm. um do you think that's got a bit more real in the last few years i think the moment for me was during there was a bit during um kind of the pandemic where i had food that i had um that i'd grown and I had friends who couldn't get that food and I really it really struck me that wow there's there's something in this um having kind of a bit of an ability to not be beholden to the man I suppose (laughs) the the inner renegade hippie person within me is going come on we can be we can be self-sufficient we can we cannot be on this treadmill which is kind of liberating and a bit exciting um but you know I still like a packet of super noodles every now and then I'm not gonna be someone who can completely shut off from the supermarkets and things like that but I think there's something really so much more rewarding about putting something on the table that you've tended to um and that you know um I I suppose my joy comes from when we have kind of friends that come over and we sit down for dinner and they're like this 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 is so tasty and we're like that's because we grew it it's 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 ours we know its journey we know how it got to this plate and it's exciting and that's what gives me kind of a bit of a buzz because I'm like oh this is this is something I can do but um yeah I think it's it's become more real desperately more real and I think on a wider kind of global scale it's frightening for people who won't have access to food um and it does make you reflect a little bit on and again that privilege of having a space where I can grow four different types of kale and put them on my plate easily it's um it's it's a frightening world but hopefully more people will start to to grow their own and I think maybe as well that there's so many things that can potentially limit people's access to growing food, like, you know, lack of space, for example. Mm-hmm. But then I think there are workarounds that you can do. And the biggest thing that I feel is actually holding people back is that kind of confidence, but also the know-how. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not know-how that you can necessarily read in a book because 
sometimes you don't even know what question to ask, let alone where to find the answer. And that's, I think, why we wanted to get you on this podcast, because your Instagram account, it kind of like gives that knowledge, but in a really quite real way. Um, go on, what's been your favorite bit of content that you've done? What your favorite reel or oh. advice? Can you can you pick one that's your favorite? It doesn't matter about what other people think. What's been wow, your... that is a good question. So, I mean, firstly, thank you very much, because that, that is what I believe my account should be about. I... I'm a firm believer that 90% of the reason people don't garden is because they think that they don't know how. And it's perpetuated by this narrative that there is a way to garden and a way to grow things. Well, I think if we look back at the way to garden, how much that's changed with things like Charles Dowding and his continued sort of knocking on the doors going, no dig, no dig, no dig. And now everybody's going, ah, no dig. But when he started, people were like, no, he's mad. You need to double dig. So... I genuinely think people need to move away from this. There's a way to do things and we all need to be just experimental. It needs to be fun. So I guess for me, um, most of my kind of content, my favourite bits are the things where it hasn't gone right. Um, So I recently did a reel where I had to put a frame in that says, please imagine someone putting beetroot in a jar or I think it was beetroot um, because I forgot to film it. Um, (laughs) I still shared it. Um, because I don't believe that there should be this thing of everything's got to be perfect because life is not perfect. Um, and gardening certainly isn't. Mother Nature is totally in charge and it doesn't matter if you've got 100,000 followers, 50,000 followers or 10 followers, a frost will still kill your dahlias. You you still get a caterpillar that eats all of your um, cucumbers and stuff. So for me, I think my favourite if I had to kind of drill down into my favourite content, it comes down to the ugly grid. The ugly grid will always be my favourite. It was the first thing I did when I first started to go, I want to create a bit of a community because when I joined, everyone was sharing these really polished photos and I didn't have a really polished photoable allotment because I have weeds and I have couch grass and I have bits of stuff that I haven't tidied up and things I haven't done and I thought there's no room for me and I've been brought up by some very wonderful people who've taught me that if there's no room you make a space so um I did I made ugly grid because I wanted some room to share and I've absolutely loved the love that it's got and how many people now share their weeds and their ugly spaces because they're not ugly they're just real and i think it's funny isn't it that you said about the idea that growing your own food is actually almost quite a counterculture thing that you feel like you're breaking the system slightly that like well hang on i don't need to buy that from the shop okay which then relieves all the plastic packaging and so on and such forth Mm -hmm. but i almost feel like the the knowledge aspect sort of the 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 how-to stuff and as you say, like the honesty of actually saying, do you know what? All of these seeds are not going to germinate. That's okay. That's why you sow 10 if you want five, you know? I think that is almost like the next stage in demystifying and almost, I guess what I'm trying to say is, this, you know, is there a danger that we're almost just replacing a system of control with another system of control, which is kind of, this is how you have to grow things. And part of that, I guess, is what you're talking about, which is that 
you know, being real and actually saying, yeah, we're going to have an ugly grid sometimes. Mm. I think um, there is, there is obviously in any kind of thing, there are methods that are going to work more effectively. If you autumn sow your garlic, it's got more chance of having a frost. And if it gets a frost, it will clove better. There you go. You might have better garlic. But as with anything that people get interested in, and it's across the board in anything that you're interested in, as soon as you become interested and passionate, you start to get into the next level and the next level and the next level. And you forget what it was like to be the person who sowed your tomatoes in August and then didn't get any and wondered why it was why it went wrong. You forget what it was like to do that first step and get everything wrong because you're so far into enjoying it and you've learned loads about it that you overcomplicate it and it becomes so complex that the person that's going I've got a little bit of soil in my garden I suppose I could put a pot out there goes oh I need to know all that information before I can do it um and I'm trying my hardest to think back to when I first got my allotment and what did I know what things did I learn that I learned by making mistakes because I I learned a lot and what things were handed to me by I come from I come from a long line of allotmenters. <laughs> I've got this sort of, there's five generations of allotmenters in my family. So I've been incredibly lucky that they've all made loads of mistakes before me and taught me those things. But for a lot of us, we don't have those connections to growers. For a lot of people, they haven't had that. So yeah, I think sharing the knowledge, but sharing it in a careful way that doesn't, I will often not give as much information when people ask me questions as I could because I like to let them learn why. So if someone says to me, can I do this? I'll often say, I'll give it a go. I know it might not work sometimes. And sometimes someone will say, do you know why this is going wrong? And I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe just see how it goes because I don't want to take that learning away from them by going, yeah, you've done that wrong. Because how does that feel? It, yeah. it, it just doesn't work. So for me, yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said for not giving every bit of information and, and over creating too much mystique around this magic that is essentially stick a seed in the soil and it will grow. And I think, well, I mean, I've been running urban herbs in one way or another for, for 12 years now. And what you've just described is the constant tightrope, I think, of mm -hmm. trying to make the judge, you know, judging the balance between accessibility versus authority mm. so and that's why i think i like what you put out because there is so much knowledge that you give freely but you don't diminish the accessibility by adding a load of kind of technical stuff that actually intimidates people it makes you look very authoritative but it might put off people from making mm. that jump like as you were talking then i was i was dying to ask you right if you could go back in time to 2015, so let's say a couple of months after you had that moment in the shed at the allotment, what advice would you give to yourself to sort of, would you give yourself advice? Like what, what would you say to cut out the, um, the kinks in the journey? I wouldn't kick, I wouldn't take the kinks out. I, there's a bit of me that's like, oh, I would, the things I wouldn't put on the plot and all of those things, when in actual fact, all of those things have led me to learn my craft, I suppose I would call it, because I am not by any means an expert. I, I base everything on my own experience. I haven't done any courses. <laughs>
We are absolutely delighted to tell you that the Food Grower podcast team have now launched the brilliant Food Grower Academy. We genuinely believe that growing your own food just got easier. Food Grower Academy is a complete set of resources for food growers of any size, from those that want to grow for them and their family, for local allotments or communities looking to feed themselves, to food growing businesses or small farms that want to feed the local area. It is a membership that provides in-depth, practical training and resources on all aspects of food growing, plus the community support you need to achieve your food growing goals. Have a look at what the membership includes, find out whether it's for you, and join us over at academy.foodgrower.co.uk. That's academy.foodgrower.co.uk. We are delighted to have partnered on the Food Grower podcast with React Tools. React Tools are the number one place for market gardening and growers tools in the UK. We have seen tools like the Jang Cedar, Paper Pot Transplanter and the Iconoclast Tilther across the world and been envious of growers with access to them. Well now you can get your hands on all of these and much more. All shipped free from the UK on any order over £100. Make your food growing easier and more efficient with the best market gardening tools on the market. Plus, with the partnership with us, the Food Grower Academy, we're now giving 5% of all purchases back as tools to new community or not-for-profit growing projects. Head over now to reagtools.co.uk. That's R-E-A-G tools.co.uk. I wouldn't take my kinks out. I would keep them there firmly because they're... Someone can tell you anything and you'll still go, well, I could probably give it a try. But if you make it and do it wrong yourself, you'll go, well, I know that doesn't work because I've been there. I've done it. So, yeah, I wouldn't take them out. I'd keep I'd keep them all in um, and learn, learn from them and and continue to grow because I I wouldn't be where I am without having had those. Are the things that you would do more of are the sort of things that you would um bring to the party sooner um i i guess in my mind i'm thinking that um you know for years and years i was very very sort of i will only grow these number of varieties and there was actually a point where i started listening to other people and i actually started you know, going okay um purple basil that sounds pretty cool mm-hmm. and then <laughs> surprise surprise it was very cool it was <laughs> Um, is there anything that you would do more of? Is there anything that you would do more of over the last seven years? I keep saying five years, seven years. I I guess I wish if I could go back, I'd been more confident in what I wanted to do in that space. Um, I think yeah. I was initially moderately intimidated by the idea of, um really sharing my journey of growing things and I think a lot of that came down to that narrative around it's something for old people people aren't interested because I I started this account purely out of thinking none of my friends would be interested in seeing what I had to do so I thought I'll do it separately and then it can just be for me and all my friends follow me like they all came (laughs) with me and they they follow my they watch my lives which was dreadfully embarrassing when it first died (laughs) oh my goodness these people know me um and then other people's like moms started following me and things and it was I was I wish I'd done that sooner I wish I'd been brave enough to realize that I have an incredible group of friends and family who are really supportive and I probably should have just shared it with them much sooner and assumed that everyone would be really supportive rather than thinking that 
people would be bored or not interested or think it was very um, pretentious and kind of like, oh, she's just showing off kind of thing because that's not been the way it's been received, which is really nice. It's fascinating, isn't it, how that has changed? I think it has become more mainstream. Um, We had, I think the episode went out a couple of weeks ago, Um, Shannon from Diary of a Lady Gardener sweetheart i love shannon yeah and it was a just a really really special chat i mean if if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that podcast please go back and listen because she described really really well i thought how much the space has changed in the last kind of five years and it's something that i have just not thought about because i guess i've been doing this for quite a while and it's the fact that you know she was saying how it's a line that I absolutely loved, by the way, when she said that basically gardening was like her golf, that her then partner was going off and playing golf and she wanted something to do. Mm. And the golf took over her life, um, which I think is really, really cool. But one of the things I wanted to touch on as well is that it's not just about the plants, is it? It's about the fact that, you know, I think your account really shows how this can bring people together. And I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram about the the sew along that you're doing so can you please explain to me what is going on there so i'm a big advocate for doing things with people um whether that be online in a kind of figurative format or like in real life um our connections with people are what nurture our brain they help our mental health get better um it can only be helped by having shared interactions so um it kind of started for me back in um 2020 when I started the account and realized how much I enjoyed chatting to other accounts and things and having these things and so over the years I've just tried to do things that connect people and one of the things I know is that personally I find the winter really hard um it's one of the reasons I like gardening um because it makes me go outside otherwise I would full-on hibernate through winter um so I was like oh we need something to kind of rally behind and pull everyone together and we can all go out in the dark and put the fleece on our plants and forget to shut the door in the greenhouse and things like that so I had a chat with a few other gardeners that I know also really enjoy chatting and connecting to people and and do things to kind of pull the community together um and was like how do you fancy being like doing a little grow along gang um and I was like it can be just kind of a group that anyone can be part of and we'll use the hashtag hashtag grow along gang and it'll just be all about anyone sharing what they are doing in their space over the winter Um, and how they're doing that so what seeds they're sowing what their seeds look like at certain times how they're protecting them from the frost things like that so that anyone can share on the hashtag anyone can put hands up and go I need some help with this or is anyone sowing this Um, there's also a seed swap going on because I just think it's that thing of access no one should need to be worrying that they can't grow winter veg because they haven't got seeds because I can guarantee somebody somewhere has got spare seeds (laughs) and we've all got I mean I've got we know about my seed addiction (laughs) I've got many but we've all got something we can share with someone and we can all help lift someone else up and and give them what they need so the seed swap for me was a really important aspect of it because I don't want anyone to not be joining in and not growing because they can't afford to buy seeds because that is not 
it is not the world that we should live in in this day and age we should all have access to things like that so please do pop on the, the seed swap just drop me a dm and we can sort something out i love that and you know i, I think one of the things that me and you really really we've connected over is the fact that actually i think ultimately you know we both love plants we love growing but actually the people that grow them are even more special than the plants and gardens that they create and i think one of the things that we really i just loved watching was the instagram village fates that you put together i mean just a bit of a um there's a bit of an explanation for people who are thinking what are you on about um, do you want to explain like, what 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 is an Instagram village fate? So again, it's about the access and about the community because I just I don't like things that people can't join in with. I don't like people being left out. And there wasn't a village fair near me. I, I don't live in a village, so <laughs> there wasn't one. Um, and I thought I saw somebody had entered one, and they put some photos up, and I thought that's genius. And then I thought we should do that on Instagram. Everyone's got loads of photos. And so I came up with the hashtag, hashtag InstaVillageFair and um, spoke to a few accounts, yourself included, and said, how do you fancy being a judge and kind of going down this kind of Bake Off strictly weird judging panel type situation? And everybody was like, yeah, I'm really up for this. And I thought maybe we'd get like 10 entries. And people loved the hashtag people just it went wild and I think we've had like six or seven of the events now um they we've just done the last summer one which was the biggest one that we've ever done we had the most entries to and people entering from Canada and Australia and all over the world which absolutely blew me away I had a message from um a lady in Canada who was talking to me for a while and I was like can I just stop you and go I'm so amazed that I'm talking to someone in Canada about something that I thought up in my little allotment greenhouse um so yeah it's just a really incredible time to share your photos as part of a bit of a a bit of fun and most for most people it's not to do with who wins I don't think anyone cares who wins because people just love the community aspect about it I mean, although this time we did have rosettes, which was a bit special from a lovely Mark who made them. And Garden Riddler, he made them for us. So they were beautiful paper little rosettes, which were gorgeous. So it's the first time we've ever had prizes, which was a bit um, exciting. So, um, yeah, so the next one, I'm not sure when it's going to be. I like to keep it under under my hat so people don't know when, when it's going to come and what it's going to be like. So watch this space for probably more of those. I very much hope that the next one happens soon. Um, and you know what? I enjoyed being a judge, but I found it incredibly stressful because the, there were so many really, really cool and kind of creative entries. And, yeah. you know, we could talk about this for ages, but actually, you know, I grew up as a business very much on the flower show circuit where I have my own... Um, issues with the judging system that it very much promotes sort of conformity and there was absolutely no conformity in the ed- in the entries that I was judging and it was just so awesome because as you say there were people from all around the world who had put so much time and effort into what they were doing and it was just really really special um i'm really conscious of taking up your time and we're so grateful for you giving your time to our podcast we spoke before we started recording and 
you know what's coming, don't you? The pressure, the pressure's coming now, isn't it? It's going to be the quick fires, isn't it? It is going to be the quick fire questions. And I hope you haven't been cheating by uh, thinking of answers beforehand because um... I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because I'm very sensible to be honest I did listen to them all thinking I need to prep for these questions and now that we're here I can't remember what any of the questions are <laughs> so I've got no hope so yeah it will still be very quick fire even though I revised let's do it let's do it so pressure's this is on homegrown with the Haydens quick fire questions number one what's your favorite veg pumpkins it would always be pumpkins and squash i like how they ramble they're just they're just amazing they're my favorite and is that because you like eating them you like carving them is it i like how they grow so i i like how they force themselves into whatever space you're having and they just grow out of them and they don't stay in a box and they're not neat and they're not tidy and i i think that's pretty i think probably it's a bit synonymous of the way i live kind of my life is not sitting in a box (laughs) i love that and one of the great things about doing these podcasts is that i always walk away with a list of things that i really should have remembered to grow (laughs) pumpkins and squash would be one of them yeah number two what is your favorite tool to use at the allotment I'm going to probably say something a bit ridiculous, but my hands, like I like getting my hands in the soil. I'm a, like, I'm not a glove wearer. I'm very much a hands in, get that <laughs> covered in all the, the good molecules and stuff from the soil. So I'm a, I'm a use your hands, get your hands in there person. And do you know, you might be the first person that's actually said that as an answer to that question. And I, I totally get what you mean. 100% get what you mean. Number three, what is your favourite growing hack? I don't I guess it's not really a hack, but I would say just having a go at it because you will learn. It's it's not a hack, but it is a it's a quick way to learn. If you have a go, you learn something from every time. I've learned I've failed at loofers two years running. I now have a good knowledge of what things don't work with loofers. I mean, if I was to write a book at the moment, it would be how to kill a loofer um, because I've become quite adept at it. So I would say just give everything a go would be my hack because you'll get into gardening. You'll be so happy that you've got outside and put a seed in. It won't really matter if it doesn't grow because everything else will just come with it. Can you please definitely write that book? <laughs> One day. How, how to kill loofers. <laughs> and then underneath in small text yeah I've, I've become quite adept at it i love it <laughs> is there a vegetable that you hate but everyone else loves i see this was the one when i was listening to them i really struggled with because i i think there are vegetables i thought i hated until i grew my own so i thought mm. i didn't like beetroot it turns out i do like beetroot if i've grown it and then i roast it I don't like supermarket beetroot. Um, kale, tomatoes. I've never, I always used to say I hate tomatoes. Um, I grow hundreds of tomatoes now because apparently what the problem is, is supermarket tomatoes. Don't like those. So there's probably not a veg that I don't like because I've just learned that I don't like supermarket veg. And actually veg I grow myself, I generally start to like, um, except cucumelons. They're just bullets of, seeds they're horrible <laughs> that's so good that's so funny 
and that's that's really really interesting because I think that's something a lot of people relate to. That actually growing your own makes you like more stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the last of the quick fire questions, and this is the big one: Do you prefer to have a morning coffee while looking over your food growing empire, or an afternoon beer slash glass of wine watching the sunset over your plot? So. I should, in theory, go for the coffee in the morning because I do coffee in the greenhouse and I have a coffee every morning. But the bit that I like is actually, it's going to sound a bit lame probably, but I like a herbal tea picked from the garden of an afternoon, stood across looking at the allotment when you've done some weeding and actually your body starts to ache a little bit and you're feeling like I've done something today and you kind of look over what you've done and you just have that real moment of peace with that like mug of homegrown um, drink. I'm quite partial to uh, the apple mint that you introduced me to. But of apple mint and some hot water of an afternoon is my absolute winner. So I'm going to go off piste. But you know, I think that's I think we've established throughout this podcast that I'm not going to I'm not going to fit in your box and choose what my options are. I'm going to choose a wild card every time. And I think it's a wild card that a lot of people listening to this will actually agree with and relate to because, yeah, that moment of peace really, really is special. And, uh, yeah, I think anybody listening to this podcast right now, you know, wherever you are in the world, whatever time of year it is, try and find that moment of peace. Try And as you're listening to these podcasts, please just try and grab yourself a mint tea and head out to the plot and enjoy it you know run your hands through if you've got some mint growing you've got some fragrant plants growing run your hands through engage the senses and yeah follow steph's example and have a a, a chill out cup of mint tea yeah uber chill over here <laughs> steph thank you so much for joining us it really really is appreciated because i know that you know we're all busy and i know that so many people will enjoy listening to your story and relate to you know not fitting in the box thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure anytime great stuff thank you so much Steph speak to you soon bye bye this podcast is brought to you free by the Food Grower Academy if you want to make your food growing easier head over to academy.foodgrower.co.uk